Welcome, beautiful you, to Girl on Her Moon, the podcast. My name is Jordan and I invite you to join us as we connect, share our experience and become one for a moment. From topics like self-worth, creativity, expression, intuition and soul, to astrology, numerology, tarot, energetics and more. And then the topics that are undefinable and ungraspable. Exploring what it means to be alive, to be rooted in both our divinity and humanness, and returning to the space where they are one. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Hello and welcome back to Girl and Him in the podcast. It's been a minute. I'm a little bit nervous. It's um it's been a while. <laughs> we have returned after a small break. I had some some really beautiful life changes in mid-May and just needed that little bit of space to step back, find some new footing and integrate some of those changes before returning into this environment where I felt I could actually share some things of value. And and now I'm I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to be connecting with you to be sharing some hopefully insightful words and ideas and invitations. And I thought that the nodal shift, well, more than thought, I felt in every bone of my being that the nodal shift um, that's just happened would be the best place to begin. It just felt really good and really right to re-emerge here. And I just, I feel so grateful to be here. So today I wanted to talk about the lunar nodes shifting into Aries and Libra. They've just been in Taurus and Scorpio for the past 18 months and a few days ago on the 17th of July they wrapped up that chapter and began a new one. So we're going to be unfolding this new story over these next 18 months in front of us and don't worry we're going to get into what the lunar nodes are and what they represent in astrology soon. But before we dive into it, I really do feel a need to set some kind of foundations in place that I personally think is really important when you're approaching astrology or honestly anything. With astrology in particular, I think it's really important to explore some of those often unspoken assumptions that can come with someone engaging with it, whether they're tracking astrology, whether they're sharing about it. What are some of the prefacing beliefs or assumptions that are guiding and driving this person tracking and sharing about it? Um, because I, I have this feeling, <laughs> this assumption, I guess, that you, that anyone here listening to this kind of content and interested, interested in these kind of subjects and topics, have this sensitivity and attunement to what lies beneath the words and so if someone is sharing from this perspective of fear or disempowerment which can happen whether they're saying it or not we're feeling that we're picking up on that and for some of us we're taking that in and not realizing it so one of the intentions that I personally hold for the role of astrology in my life and the same intention that I really try to place into whatever I share with you, with our community, is that the invitations and insights of a transit or of placements in your natal chart 
um, allow us to reach deeper into our lived human experience. And I say that because it can be really easy for it to do the opposite, or more so for us to approach it in a way that does the opposite. It takes us in the opposite direction. It pops us out of the lived experience and into our heads of analyzing or calculating, or even pops us out of our intuitive movement and knowing and guidance because we heard someone talk about a transit and they said it needs to be this way, but your heart is telling you this other way. What do you give your power to in that moment? I recently shared something on Instagram. It's one of the the <laughs> least reaching posts, posts that I think we've ever done. So there's a big chance you didn't see it, but I'm going to read it out here because I think it's important. The language of astrology isn't the singular language of soul or universe or guidance. Attuning to your inner wisdom, the flow of life that moves through you in each moment and your own innate directive guidance, you'll more often than not find yourself moving with the cosmos in that way. Intuitively living and experiencing with the insights of an astrological event and how these planets are interacting with your unique birth chart. While the cosmos is out there, something that we can look at, marvel at, learn from and get lost in, it's also within. At least that's my belief. The planets are within. They're a part of you. They are not separate to you, as are the, as are the zodiacs. This world lives within you whether you speak one of its languages, being astrology, or you hear it through your own lens. It's from within and from your active participation with life that we receive what is ours to receive. Whether you're in this deep season of inner shadow work and immersion into meditative practices, or it's also more light, the the guidance that speaks to you through your general curiosities, your desires, your interactions with other people and the themes that keep appearing in your lives. The fears that seem to tap you on your shoulder asking you to sit with them, the experiences you find yourself immersed in and the teachings that you just have this yearning to swim in. You don't need to know astrology to witness these things in your own experience and to attune to your unique guidance. We don't start suddenly living in alignment with ourselves because we know the language of astrology. Befriending yourself and your inclinations as they ebb and flow is living in in alignment with yourself. Noticing what the vaster aspects of yourself is presenting you with and saying yes to that and being with that is living in alignment with yourself. Letting yourself change and shed and open and evolve as your body naturally guides you to do so is living in alignment with yourself. Astrology is simply, yet profoundly, one of the languages for your inner and vaster guidance to speak to you through. There is this incredible beauty and wisdom found within astrology. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here saying these words. (laughs) Beauty and wisdom that we as a company, as a team, as a brand, and I find such deep fulfillment in sharing with you. Beauty and wisdom that can be 
incredibly supportive and insightful throughout your chapters, throughout your changing seasons, especially through those really transformative moments in your life. It can put words to your felt experience. It can bring awareness to what is moving and shifting within you that might be sitting beyond your awareness. And with that awareness, it can bring this sense of empowerment. However, your connection with your guidance is not dependent on the language of astrology. Your connection with vaster movement and cosmic invitations is not dependent upon it. You'll find that and more from within. And within is always the best place to begin, in my opinion. If you do feel the pull to learn or listen to this language from this deep desire, this kinship with the planets and an intuitive yearning to move towards it, then like that is part of your guidance. Go there. I understand that pull. Trust me. Dive in. So can its magic. Let it enter into you so deeply that you can't help but be transformed by it because you will. However, if you tune in, and this might be really subtle, but if you just give yourself some space and grace and tune in and you feel the need to learn or listen to the insights of astrology or transits from a place of fear, disconnect, dependency, not enoughness, or the desire to control, these are the places that are asking for you. And you'll find that it's with pouring love and presence and safety into those fears is often the best place to begin by reconnecting and reclaiming the parts of you that feel disconnected and are searching for meaning outside of yourself, by swimming through your inherent enoughness that it becomes a part of you, like an unshakable part of you, and by cultivating a relationship with trust so that you feel safe enough to loosen the reins on your need to control. Um, Those are beautiful building blocks to for the lack of a better way to say this, really begin to build yourself with. And then at the same time, (laughs) we can find that learning and leaning into astrology can also be a tool to support you in all of those things. So I don't know which comes first, the chicken or the egg. But the reason that I wanted to start with that was so that we can kind of just become aware of our motives behind approaching different insights and guidance and whatnot from astrology or anything else whether it's just with what you're hearing here or other things that we've shared or with the vast, vast variety of incredible humans sharing wisdom online and and beyond the online world as well. And then the other thing that I wanted to briefly touch on is just a reminder that we're talking about an unfolding of what is in front of us when we're talking about this nodal shift. We're talking about 18 months ahead of us We aren't reflecting on past events and experiences. The lunar nodes were in Aries and Libra back in 2004 to 2006. So you can look back, you can reflect on these years for insights. And of course, there is an essence of looking back so that we can look forward with more information at this transit. But it's also important to keep in mind that we haven't lived these 18 months yet. We haven't experienced them. And so anything that's shared by me or anyone else is 
it's coming from astrological teachings, but also individual interpretations and a, a selection of vast possibilities as to how these transits will be expressed and often a degree of foresight and intuitive attunement as well. But where the real magic is, is in the lived experience of it. And so I invite you over these next 18 months to hold loosely whatever you're hearing from me or anyone else about this shift and let it act as a foundation to bring you deeper into your unique experience with it. And I'll give you a really simple example, knowing that it's not always going to be this straightforward. The other night was the Cancer New Moon. You probably know about it. It actually happened the same day as this nodal shift that we're exploring today. So on the day of this new moon, it was just a a normal day. It was a quite busy day actually for me and I wasn't thinking about this lunation too much. Then when I got into bed and was ready to kind of close up my day, there was this almost instinctual feeling of, no, don't go to sleep yet. And so I sat up, I offered myself a bit more space to be with whatever it was that I was feeling or experiencing. And it was this deep inner yearning for this communion with really raw, inward, vulnerable, and mostly untouched parts of myself. And the only way I can kind of explain it was it it felt deep within my body, like deep, deep underworld kind of feelings calling me downwards towards them. And it was in the moment of this experience that I then remembered that this new moon that was happening on this day was opposing Pluto. And so in this moment, when I remembered this Plutonian invitation that was held within this new moon, that awareness allowed me to surrender deeper into it, to be with it with more presence and grace and permission. And so we're going to explore some of my interpretations of the literal invitations of the North Node in Aries and South Node in Libra, Um, but we can use them loosely as this foundation to bring greater awareness to what is happening in your lived experience. For example, if you find yourself meeting up with these old patterns of self-abandonment, or you keep meeting up with situations where you want to say no, but you don't feel safe or like you have the permission or the courage to actually say no, instead of letting those experiences continue to pile up and weigh on you, or instead of being hard on yourself or putting yourself down for it, you can remember, oh yeah, remember that podcast? (laughs) Remember those blogs I read or Instagram posts I scrolled through? These are some of the themes that we're all exploring together. These are some of the fears that we're meeting up with in the name of healing. These are some of the wounds that are coming to the surface at this time so that we may choose differently. And in that moment, it's like an unshackling of what could previously make you feel quite caged in. And in that moment, you can also remember the medicine of Aries, the medicine of courage, the medicine of saying yes to your own path above others, even if your voice shakes. The medicine of letting whatever other people think of you be their own thoughts and not yours, which I know is a a lofty journey and I don't say any of those things lightly. But does that make sense? 
we can allow these insights to hold us so that we can actually reach deeper into the experience that we're in, to be more present with it, to surrender with it. We can allow them to be this reminder to give ourselves grace and permission and space, be that little bit softer with ourselves and remember where our North Star is guiding us in that moment or to be more precise, North Node. (laughs) Okay, so that was a whole episode on its own. We're done for today. No, I'm kidding. We'll get into this. Astrology is continuously beckoning us into change whether through daily movements of the moon, seasonal changes of the sun, or the larger planetary bodies shifting once a decade. In this way, it mimics life, the ways in which we continue to meet opportunities, invitations, challenges, or new pathways that continuously have us changing. The way our bodies grow, change, shape, age, decay, all we know is change whether subtle or overt, quiet and inward or loud and tangible. Our existence is change. We know this dance. We are built for this dance. Floating in the tides of change this year is a shift in the direction of the collective evolution for the next 18 months. In astrology, we look to the lunar nodes for insights into purpose, soul growth, destiny, and evolution. And Just like the essence of destiny itself, the lunar nodes, which are made up of the north node and the south node, are not tangible objects in our skies like planets or stars. They are mathematical points calculated by the moon's intersection with the ecliptic. We each have a path of individual purpose shown by the location of the lunar nodes at our birth and simultaneously a shared destiny as a collective body, which is shown by the movements and cycles of the lunar nodes in present time, which is what we're looking at today. The location of the lunar nodes also dictates the science of the, that the eclipses occur in for the next 18 months. And so whether you see this from a more esoteric perspective as this guiding force inviting us into destiny and purpose, Or maybe you see it as the simple and inevitable movement, change and growth of life over time. The shift that's happening right now with the lunar nodes represents new themes that we're exploring as a collective, a new focus of consciousness and a new direction of growth, or at least potential growth. So the 17th of July brought a shift to the lunar nodes from the Taurus-Scorpio axis, where they had been since January 2022, into the Aries-Libra axis, where they will remain until January 2025. This shift, from my perspective, is inviting the cultivation of this new relationship with independence, with selfhood, with identity, with action, courage, desire, The North Node, representing the direction we're collectively moving into, which is now in Aries, always sits in the opposite sign to the South Node, which represents what we are releasing, which is currently in Libra. And so within each zodiac sign, there is believed to be a primal or a lower expression 
and an evolved or higher expression of that sign. And as the nodes work with the signs opposite to one another, a movement in one direction is this natural movement away from the opposite direction. So as the north node sits in Aries, we're invited to explore the higher expressions and potentials of Aries. And as we do this, we're invited to release the lower or the more primal or and, and hurtful expressions of Libra, where the south node sits. So to get into these signs a little bit more, we'll start with Aries. Aries is the very first of the zodiac, which I always find so symbolic. It is the first born from this all-encompassing consciousness of all that is. It represents the initial introduction into a separate self, an individual self, an I. It is the zodiac of fire, fueled by inspiration and passion, desire and direction. Aries is here to begin, to spark, to create, to self-identify through these actions and to forge a new path ahead. It needs freedom. It needs independence. And it needs this spaciousness to move where it's guided, this self-permission to move where guided, to create where inspired and to take action based on its own knowing. Aries is an archetype that exists within all of us, whether it's your sun or your moon or your rising, whether a planet hangs out here or whether it just occupies a house, it lives within you. And as the North Node shifts into and journeys through this sign, we are invited to reach into deeper and higher reserves of courage. Courage to be wholly and independently you. Courage to claim your desires and take action towards your vision. And the courage to say yes to yourself, even if that means saying no to others. So zooming back out and sitting on the other side of this axis is Libra, where the south node is. And if Aries is the self, Libra is the other. It is partnership, collaboration. It's another's perspective. Libra has this beautiful ability to harmonize the environment through intuitive adaptation. It's always keenly aware of what the other or others need at any moment to have the environment arrive into this state of peace and harmony, balance and fairness. Libra holds a beautiful medicine of diplomacy, grace and elegance. But as the South Node journeys through its realm, it highlights the potentially harmful dimensions of this sign, like the need to be so in tune with the other that we leave the needs of the self, the need for peace and harmony so much so that we fall into these unhealthy, pleasing, passivity and, and turning an eye to that which is not peaceful yet still needs and deserves our attention. And these are the things that as a collective, we are invited to heal and evolve. And I say all of this with absolute understanding. I have a Libra moon. I know this energy well. And I want to repeat that there is deep wisdom, medicine, beauty, and gifts within the archetype of Libra that I have so much respect and reverence for. And I would never want anyone to think differently because if you are, um, 
exploring the nodal shift from a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different people's opinions, you'll probably come face to face or even just throughout your lived experience of of this nodal shift, you're going to come face to face with more of those unhealthy or potentially harmful dimensions of Libra. But that doesn't cancel out what is absolutely useful, valuable, and beautiful about this sign. And I especially don't want anyone to think, anyone who has a lot of Libra in their chart to think that they are only that. I hope that makes sense. And when we are talking about those unhealthy or potential harmful dimensions that we've just mentioned, we're referring to them at a level at which they become disruptive to our needs, where they hurt us, where they they hinder our growth or they take us in the opposite direction of what it is we want or where we want to go. So these 18 months are this deep exploration into where and how we tend to the other to the point of losing the self, where and how we adapt to the environment to the point of losing the self. And where and how we compromise on the desires that call our name for the sake of the other or for the sake of peace. Fears and beliefs that we are not whole or capable as a single individual, like fears and beliefs that you are not whole and capable as you, come to the surface so that we may offer them healing things that we may have placed to the side or ignored in the name of peace, desire to come back into the center of our awareness to remind us of what matters and of what we deserve. This time is offering healing to the fears we hold of what others think of us and where and how we allow others' perceptions and opinions to rule us, to control us, to hinder us, where they feel like shackles. This nodal shift or this, this new chapter that's taking place, this new story that's unfolding over these 18 months invites us to bring love to the corners of ourselves we have given up in the name for another or others or peace or harmony so that we may breathe fire back into them and revive them and come into this greater fullness of our individual selves. The medicine within this time is the freedom that comes with directly claiming yourself, claiming your path, claiming your passions and your needs. And this is the invitation of the North Node in Aries. I, I, I've been wanting to say that in a deeper and more profound way, but if you just feel for a moment how powerful the experience would be to to claim yourself, to claim what you want, to claim your desires, to claim all of the unique curiosities that make you you, to claim all of your colors, all of your flavors, to claim your interests and your needs. Like there's so much power in that. The, the invitation is to channel more of you into you, to channel more of yourself into your desires and into your fulfillment. 
It's this chapter to give yourself permission to be more of you, whatever that may mean. And with that, it's also this internal pull, this internal desire and this external invitation to find out what it actually does mean to be you too. To come into this understanding of your unique flavor, your colors, your desires, your path that calls you and only you towards it. It's really beautiful, this opportunity to develop your sense of self and your identity and to stand proud and courageously in that as well. Because as we tend to the fires of passion that burn within you and no one else, which is very Aries, that fire grows. It has the opportunity to grow. And as it grows, it fuels us. It motivates us. It inspires us. It guides us. It propels us forward. It burns so bright and beautiful that we cannot resist moving forward with it. It burns so bright and beautiful that we cannot stand still. It burns so bright and beautiful that we cannot be completely and utterly transformed by it. It's this feeling that we have to move towards the dreams that are us and we have to do it for ourselves. That is Aries medicine and I'm, I'm so here for it. These 18 months, there is a focus on the self and a healing of the beliefs, the woundings, the patterns and all of the very prevalent noise that's, that tells us that this self-focus is a bad thing. It's a selfish thing. It's a horrible thing. But we all have our own path. We all have our own passions. We all have our own needs. And if anyone's going to say yes to that, it has to be us. We all have our own worlds that live within us and dreams that call us towards them. And this chapter is this reminder that your path, your passion, your needs, your dreams, your desires, and all of who you are is worthy of time, attention, energy, and focus. Okay, that's everything that I have on the, on the nodal shift, and I, and I hope it was supportive. And, and I also want to add, of course, if astrology is something that you're either wanting to learn or simply feel more alignment with, I invite you into our Flow with the Moon membership. We're coming into August soon, and by the looks of it so far, this will actually, actually be, excuse me, one of our most packed with offerings month. Many of you know Sophia, a beautifully talented reader with us at Girl and Her Moon, and for the Aquarius New Moon, that's on the 1st of August, she is creating this self-guided hypnosis to fall deeper in love with yourself. Need I say more? How perfect is that? We also have the Lionsgate portal next month, this beautiful, rich, fiery, um, powerful and sacred day, which Deloche has actually created a really great workshop for it, diving into the numerology of it um, and also a ritual for it. And Nush, our astrologer, will also be teaching live on the asteroids, which is so cool and exciting. So we're going to be exploring and learning about Ceres, Pallas, Juno, Vesta, and Chiron and how they may show up in our chart and what that can provide insight to, how they can help us understand ourselves better and therefore come into a deeper relationship with ourselves. 
And then for the Leo new moon and the Pisces full moon in August, I am creating a ritual and energy practice and um, a workshop that I'm still putting together. So I can't say too much, but it's on Pisces and the healing potentials of this really beautiful archetype. So I think that's everything from me. Thank you so much for journeying with me today. Again, I I pray that it was supportive. And I pray that it lands in the way that you need it to land. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being in this world. And I'm so deeply grateful that we get to cross paths in this way.